Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Uh, hello there. Uh, <laughs> I'm Mr. Brooks Bobbitt, and uh, uh, this is apparently what? Comic Book Nation, oh, a one-stop shop for all things geek culture. Uh, no one's going to get this reference until next week, though, Kofi. I know, I know. We got to try to do these things. <laughs> wow. Well, that's that's do the Thank Went you. Over Matt. my Thank head. You, so. that's Cheers. That's yes, but uh, as producer Jim Viscardi, you can clearly hear, is on us with Comic Book Nation this week, <laughs> is pointing out you won't get that reference until you two have experienced Marvel's Moon Knight, which we, some of us here, a mysterious batch here, have had the chance to experience. And we are going to tell you about our insider trip to the Moon Knight premiere out in Hollywood. We had a couple agents of our own out there, and we're going to tell you all about that and can give you, I guess, a first couple reactions from the series. Plus, we got to talk about the reactions to Morbius. We got to give a review of the new Halo TV series that is streaming on Paramount Plus. We have to talk about a lot of big news items, including a new that Marvel Nova series finally getting announced, a Batman Joker scene, some big delays in gaming. We got a lot to do. So if you have not been following along lately to our podcast, we've been telling you the Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of Comic Book Tom, Comic Book Tom. Of comicbook.com, but also your one-stop shop for all things geek culture, because I'm telling you, we are like the only people out here going around the bend of geek culture. And today is another example of how we're going to hit on so many fun things. So uh, let's get settled in and uh, fresh from the bowels of jail. Jim Viscardi was not only out and about on (laughs) podcasts this week. I think you've made the rounds on every podcast this week. Have you done I think a trifecta? So. I yeah. think so. Yeah, you've had a trifecta week. You've done a, a wild Pokemon has appeared, uh, phase zero, and now you're here with us at Comic Book Nation to end the week. But that's not all you've done. Jim, what have you been up to this week? Uh, man, look, I got to go. Uh, I got to go meet the internet's boyfriend, Oscar Isaac. I got to meet <laughs> Mr. Moon himself. Uh, it, uh, was, we uh, uh, went out to LA, went to the premiere of Moon Knight, which was. It is a week for the people, for the listeners. Sorry. Uh, we we the royal comic okay. book we, but also uh, myself myself and Brandon Davis uh, went uh, went out and uh, and it was a blast. Like, look, I, you know, uh, I I've done I, you know I've done premieres before or whatnot, but it it just feels a little extra special when it's something that you are you feel uh, really you know really kind of kind of attached to. But it was I mean it was a lot of fun. Um, it's it's one of those things where you could tell 
and, and you're seeing it online too, right? Like the, the buzz for this, the buzz for this has been positive, but like everyone attached to that show is just so excited to finally talk about it that uh, that, that you just you just feel like even uh, you know even Ethan Hawke, right? Like who you know for the most part, that like anything I've seen, like he seems pretty reserved and and whatnot. Like could not stop talking about. Uh, how kind of, you know excited he is uh, for this? And look, I was able to get the the Brandon uh, Brandon Davis picture. Got a uh, me and yes, uh, that was uh, amazing. Uh, one, uh, <laughs> uh, great. Uh, and then the uh, you know, and then we so we did that, and then the day after uh, we we did Halo, which we're going to talk about uh, later uh, later as well. So um, uh, big big week uh, big week for Jim. Uh, but it was uh, it's a big, oh, week, a big week for Jim. I think you now have to start referring to yourself in the third person for all comic book like, editorial <laughs> managerial was, meetings. Amazing. I think all your managerial instructions need to come in the third person from now on. Like, yeah, I think I think that's a thing now. Uh, listeners, take note. Jim in the third person must become a thing. We need your help with this. All right. So uh, I guess we can just give you guys like the quickest reactions, right, about how we feel. Uh, I'll go first. I, you know, uh, you I'm know. actually excited for what Kofi thinks because we haven't like Kofi and I haven't actually not really talked about. No, it, we so haven't. I, we haven't. I, I um, don't know. So yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm getting ready for whatever he's about to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Jim, like I said, as I just alluded, is also like our boss. He's our manager, and so like I have to listen to him all the time. So it always irks me when I also have to like tell him he's right about something. Like it's a really hard <laughs> thing for me to do. But uh, I am in the process of growth. I have an excellent head doctor, and so. I am trying to grow like Mark Spector in many ways. I am trying to grow past my own mental limitations. So Jim, you know, I, I, I gave you a lot of crap and ragged on you, but uh, they've be. delivered Moon Knight. And uh, I got to say, I'm, I'm in and I am very much into this uh -huh. corner of what Marvel is doing and this approach to it. Um, that said, I will say it with the caveat of they I am also very much in favor of the changes that they've made to Moon Knight. Yes. And for this, and I know why they took the angle of approach they did with the show, and I think it was very smart way into this character and very, to make it much more approachable. So I'm excited for fans to see, and it is something that tackles a lot of a weird mix of things from the supernatural to mental health, but it somehow makes it all work. And yeah, Ethan Hawke is just... It's amazing how Marvel can just trust like a real actor's actor to just do stuff and it doesn't have to be like crazy and bells and whistles. And Ethan Hawke is one of the better villains I've seen. So, you know, my reaction is thumbs up, Moon Knight. Guys, be excited. That's my reaction. <laughs> Dude, I'm pumped. I was just excited to watch Jim's entire journey. Like I was like play by play, like refreshing the Instagram, refreshing the Twitter. I was like, I, it's like how I would be if I got to go to Strange, except times 100 because you've been such a long time fan and Dude, like since I've met you, like I, it's been I said that, I said this before, and I think Matt will 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 sympathize here, right? In the sense that Marvel had a long list of characters that they could have chosen for, you know, chosen from for for anything like this. And Moon Knight, you know, like I said, was never a top selling comic or or whatever, and like that would never, you know, would maybe show up at, like in the mid twenties of like recognizable characters to yeah. like, any kind of normal Marvel fan, right? And so the fact that we are here and we're getting this show uh, just goes to show that, like, look. Marvel is willing to dig deep to, to try, you know, new things like they, they will. I mean, obviously they're always going to, you know, 
have the established uh, uh, you know characters and, and stories that they'll do there. But the fact that they're they're willing to to dig and, and pick some of these characters, you know, seemingly seemingly a little bit out of obscurity, yeah. uh, is uh, is pretty is pretty exciting. Well, especially a character. Okay, so especially a character that is as complex. Yes. As as Moon Knight, Moon Knight, Moon Knight is very much he's not just your uh, your average uh, everyday superhero. I will say that I was a little apprehensive about leading because like we've seen in the trailers, right? And stuff like that, like Grant is more of a focal point. And mm-hmm. I was kind of nervous about that because right. he's my least He's the, I don't even think I have to say my he's the least interesting part. He's the least interesting part of Moon Knight. OK, um, when you when you factor in all the different personalities and conchu and everything like that. You mean um, you're talking about Moon Knight just in general, just in general. Yeah, Stephen Gray. Um, like it's just like that that side of because in the in the books, right. it's a lot of times more often than not. He's been used as like the money. Um, yeah, or he's been, been like used, Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Type. Yeah, but like when you start factoring in, you know, Lockley, and when you start even Spectre, and then you start, especially like during the runs where they're all communicating in the comics, you right. know, and they're and there, it's more of a collective. That's the approach I like. So when the trailer started hitting, and we're starting to see stuff of like, oh, it's kind of focused on it. I was a lap prince, and then I, and then you know, seeing uh, some of the show, um, I. I came away. I came away going, okay, there are some changes here that I appreciate for someone who is not like, doesn't know a bunch of history. I think, I think this will be a very, this will be a great vehicle for the character to introduce him to new fans. While there are certain things I'm like, I'm hoping to see as the show goes on, you know, and, and jump yeah. more into certain aspects of the character. I think this is a great, I think someone, I think Anissa who doesn't know Jack about Moon Knight, hears me talk about Moon Knight and goes like, who's that again? Like, <laughs> I think she will yeah. be like, oh, I, I might get excited about this character. And so yeah. that's what I think. Honestly, the MCU does very well. And mm-hmm. so I think this is a, I th- I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to see what happens next. I, I would be remiss to say that, you know, obviously, you know, so a lot of people know, but for, the, for those who don't, um, you, Disney let press see four episodes of the show. Uh, and I, my, only gr- my only gripe uh, about seeing the first four is, um, and, and I, it's just, a, it's a thing that I don't think Marvel Studios has figured out yet with these Disney Plus shows. I think it has a little, there's a little bit of a pacing problem. Um, that that we have here that that Moon Knight has that I think all of the shows have had and so that said though there like there's a lot of really cool complex things that you know that, that that the show tackles and does and there are very cool moments in each episode that I think will still get the very casual fan who knows nothing about Moon Knight or whatever hooked from week to week uh but you know as someone who like loves like you know as someone who loves this stuff like that that's really where i'm just like oh okay right because this is six right is this six episodes six yeah okay like i i only think so far i think the six or the that disney plus format has only truly worked to me without hitch with hawkeye because one of the characters was already established yeah and they weren't trying to do like you know they weren't going as big as loki it was a relatively small area story 
and it yep. was focused. They were introducing, you know, a couple of characters, but like one major character. But again, like the tethers right. were there and you didn't have to jump a bunch of like I think six was was worked for that in almost every other Disney Plus series. I have gone. It either needs one less or one more. I always I, there's always like there's not there's something that just feels either rushed or you didn't explore enough. Like, I don't know what that magic number is. Maybe it is seven. But like this Hawkeye feels, is, yeah. I, well, like, I, this, I think I think that this is different in the sense that this, in the truest sense, is feels like a very long movie that has just been sliced up into yeah. six I, episodes. I, 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 I kind of disagree because that's how I, that's how I felt about Falcon oh, and no. Soldier. I, no. I did not like that. That was that. clearly a TV show. I need, this it, is I need four episodes less well, of that. This is literally, <laughs> like, and I'm not saying this as a bash. Like, this literally feels, in a lot of ways, like watching Aquaman in just cut up parts, a very see, long version of what? It does. It does. I mean, in terms of the larger, problem. we can't, we, and we're doing a review. In fact, right, we yeah. got to stop. Yeah. We got to yeah. move on because Disney is going to I did not do a review. I hey, not, we'll be I back to, to argue about Moon Knight in the last week. I got to <laughs> shut this one down because Disney <laughs> is going to snipe us because we are okay. starting to get real deep. Yeah, yeah, it's good I'm going to be curious to see what fans, like Jim is alluding to, I'm going to be curious to see what fans feel week to week in this. So yes, we've gotten to see it in a batch. I'm going to be curious how the week for the first episode first episode definitely will bring fans back for, for two it's yeah. after that, that oh I think good i was gonna ask you that yeah so. all right so that's what we can say <laughs> let's talk about other marvel <laughs> stuff people want to hear about nova, nova! guys we're getting nova so nova. we're getting the moon knight writer is going to be now handling a, what we were told is a nova project mm-hmm. but what we also kind of knew from previous reporting was that Marvel was working on an untitled space series. Uh, And then right after we got this Nova news, we got a rumor from the kind of the same area from the same sources saying that it's probably going to be a Disney plus event series. So that all seems to line up. And I, I mean, I hit a lot of those stories myself, so I remember it. And I remember when we did the untitled space project, my guesses were just that it's going to be one of two things. It's going to be Nova or a spinoff of Secret Invasion featuring like Amelia Clark or somebody like that. And so, I, I mean, I feel like it's going to be Nova and I feel like it's going to be an event series. We have no idea which Nova Centurion character we're getting. Richard Ryder, Sam Alexander. Um, a lot of us have long had a theory that it could be both, right? <laughs> I, I would love, I mean, I would love something that culminated into something like what we're going to get with the Marvels, right? Like either, right. Like, I, I, like, well, that's what the Sam books became yes well yeah no exactly and that's what i'm saying like i i think i i love having i love the idea of having richard Ryder as you know kind of the the grizzled ish kind of that but like listen but like i say grizzle right but like that's never like rich Ryder is basically like space spider-man like he was yeah. you know he was quippy um you know youngish or whatever but like i love the idea of him mentoring someone like sam alexander because i think sam alexander is a fantastic character He's- you ever have a character that like because okay I'm a I'm a I'm a massive Nova fan. So but I grew up with Richard. Yep. For most like the the Nova I read for most of my life when I was becoming a Nova fan was Richard. So you would assume I, I would have more loyalty towards Richard. <laughs> and I enjoy Richard a lot. But I mean look, it's not hard to look at Sam's story and look at some of those things and go like, oh, why that would resonate with me more. I always just thought they, because of when Sam came into the Marvel universe mm-hmm. and like the 
the writers that were writing at the time and the things that they Marvel was exploring at the time, just in their overall books and characters, was just like, man, I wish Richard had had that. Like, mm -hmm. I wish like Rich had come in at a different time and maybe had some of that because like they developed Sam so well as a character and his family and supporting cast. I just think it it feeds directly into a show or a movie so much better than mm -hmm. Richard. But I want Richard involved. And so what they did with when Richard came back, you know, wasn't killed in the cancerverse and all that stuff, which by the way, that was also awesome. And I can't wait for World Mind. And like there's so many things, there's so many things that I cannot wait to see. So like I imagine we get, you know, maybe like a rebuilding of the of the Nova Corps, maybe mm -hmm. to some extent. And you see like Richard come back and then you get the helmet. But like Sam's story about finding that his like dad was one. That's like there's yep. so many cool things. About that story. Yeah. I'm very high. Not think, only was his dad one, but his dad was like Nova Black Ops. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> I so think you gotta I think a smarter play would be to kind of combine oh. them. The combined That's make, what we said. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying straight up make Richard Ryder Sam yeah, Alexander's I, father I, and have him be just I Why mean, do that? Why is it? Why? Why does the MCU streamline a lot of the crazy crap that I'm Marvel Comics? It's, it's not crazy crap. Okay, if you want to like because that a father a son line, story would be like it, well, that's what I'm okay. The, that's what I'm and, saying. And there's a lot of ways to play with that. With like, okay, I know it's changing a little bit into being like a half Latin things. character, possibly like his mom's Latin. Richard Ryder's yeah, old but we're kind talking of about cowboy living in the Midwest. You know what I mean? I'm not disputing I'm that saying, you like, combine yeah. traits of certain or aspects of the story. What I'm saying is you want to combine them into one character. I'm saying no. I'm saying keep, no, there's no, 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 no reason I, to I'm waste a whole other character. Wait, wait, wait. We're going down a rabbit hole, and I don't know if you're hearing what I'm saying. I'm not saying I combine am. them into one character. I was just that's saying if Richard Ryder is Sam Alexander's father, that's not making one character. Right. That's what it's I'm kind saying. of the I 4D chess. Two separate characters. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm yes, saying make Richard saying. his father in this one and make Sam a yeah. half Latin character. Richard's his father. And you take this the story of his father as Richard used to be this centurion, yeah, came back to Earth, great. probably hates it on Earth for a lot of reasons that it would be obvious. Um, and his son is, and that's a father son story, right? Um, yeah. And it starts, like and it would start by, yeah. Uh, John C. Riley's guy, uh, what's his name? Because he's the guy from who gave you know Richard his powers, being still the last surviving one, and coming back and you know being like, "Yo, you guys gotta hold it down for the Nova Corps and rebuild it." And there yeah, you we go. gotta bring John C. Riley back for that. Yeah, and so I mean, and he, yeah, and so like that would be the story. And there's a lot of ways to play with that in generation. It's kind of the 4D chess that Kevin Feige, Marvel now have to play because. They're playing, in, and then I think they learn from things like Captain Marvel is you got to, and Moon Knight is obviously already doing it in certain ways. It's like they're starting in the middle of these stories, but leaving room so that if you ever have to go back and, and look at some of this earlier stuff, the possibility is there on the table. You don't have to, but you can also just move the characters ahead. And so Richard's time would potentially be there if you ever want to do like a throwback vintage series about him and you know all that stuff. But we would just start and be able to build out Sam and, and I have, have a good be part of it. Comment in the chat, and it's also good it. for me too. Just uh, uh, Bun says I never really read any Nova, any suggestions, basically kind of like any arcs or any place to start, so that you're ready when any of this oh, content man. comes out. Uh, Matt, go for it. I mean, look, you could you could just say uh, any like half of the Spider-Man books in the '90s. <laughs> <laughs> Nova just randomly randomly appears in like half of them along with Darkhawk and Moon Knight. Um I honestly for me it's the it's the Ed McGinnis um Lowbrun. 
that's I mean, to me, that's where you start with Sam, because eventually Richard gets introduced into that mix later. But I think that book does a really good job of like getting you up to speed on like what the Nova Corps stood for, all those things, the power set, and you get it through the viewpoint of a family. It's a very like fun, gorgeous because it's McGinnis's gorgeous <laughs> uh, book. And then as Richard comes in, you start to get the complexities of that and and all that fun stuff. And you learn more about Richard. And then you can go if you want to jump back into some of the earlier, like some of my favorite Nova stuff is actually like New Warriors stuff. Um, so then you can jump into that. Um, yes, I will find a way to talk about New Warriors in almost every other podcast we do. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I, to me though, start there. And I cannot remember the year, but I will... On Twitter afterwards, I'll pop up the cover to the trade and everything. That's a um, great idea. But yeah, uh, it's it's a yes, speedball. <laughs> oh, Love speedball, night All thrasher. Right. All right, let's keep moving because Justice. now we're going off the uh, new warriors is breaking Turbo. out the rails. Um, so the Nova series, we're going to keep a, or the Nova is project is happening. We're going to keep an eye on it and just kind of. Well, I'm sure we'll have more details coming. Um, over on the DC side of things, what do you all think about that Batman Joker scene? Uh, Yo! I, get, I get why they I get why they didn't show it. Oh, I do too. Ooh, oh, I I absolutely do too. Wait, why oh. didn't we show it? Because I thought it would have been great. No, it because been no one would have taken Riddler seriously no. if the Joker was in the wings. Yeah, it, that there's that. There's also the fact that if you had fully committed to this level of of performance, like yep. people would have cemented that in their minds. They'd have been like, okay, cool. that's Joker here. And if you tried to change it later, like people would be spazzing out and Warner Brothers may not have wanted to make this commitment, you know, to that version of the character with this actor, you know, right now. So I understood that. All anybody would have been talking about a Joker coming out of that movie. Yeah. And I get it. And inevitably, I'm sure for Matt Reeves, like this would have just I mean, it took five minutes online before I think Amazon Prime threw up the Dark Knight interrogation (laughs) scene and. That's all people would have been doing, right? Like, yep. you know, taking that key scene, it would have been like, Dark Knight, Dark Knight, Dark Knight. But uh, I mean, it was cool. And it, I liked it narratively. I actually really liked it as a as a pivot point in the story. Um, it's, a, it's a little derivative of Silence of the Lambs, obviously, but like it, it was really well done. And Joker's insight and profile into Batman was, was, you know, that's comic book deliciousness right there, right? Yeah. <laughs> Where he goes to read Riddler and he ends up reading Batman in a very kind of disturbing way. And mm-hmm. yeah, and Barry, Barry did his thing. Man, this kid who just bumped his head in Dunkirk is just blowing up. Big, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so good for him. And uh, well, so, yeah. can, we, can we talk? I'm very curious to see what you guys think about the look. Uh, that's again, that's a thing. And, and I don't want to be like harsh because I think Matt Reeves went for his version, but I don't think it's something Warner Brothers would want to commit to as a long term version of the character. Right. Like it's a little kind of it's a little weirdly like killer clowns from outer space ish um, mm. and just that horror movie shredded look like yeah, I don't know for a later character arc in a larger story. You would want to go with that. I think it's too close to the Heath Ledger design. Outside of the hair, it feels a bit too close to the some of the Heath Ledger stuff from from The Dark Knight. No, uh, yeah, but he wasn't that mangled though. No, like, but, uh, and, like, outside of the outside of the scalp, basically like the hair and whatever. But like the the fa- the the facial the facial scarring, the teeth, all that feel a bit too Heath for me. That like just I don't know. I really like seeing it. Oh, go ahead, Janelle. I mean, you guys know I love Joker and I love a hot Joker. 
but this <laughs> is like not hot and it is so gross and I love it. Like it feels true to the storyline. Obviously the more comics I read and the more I understand Joker, like this just feels like it's, it's definitely hitting that vein, that really, really dark and like tragic aspect of the Joker. Like his story is really tragic and uh, and it's just gross. Like even just his fingers. Like I like yeah, like I just really nasty, and I love it. I think it just is really really cool and refreshing. I don't know. It's been a long I'm, time since we've had heat. I feel like we're gonna end up in a courtroom one day testifying, like how <laughs> we did not stop the slow roll of Janelle Wheeler becoming. <laughs> <laughs> You guys sat there and just listened to all this, right? And I'm okay, like, yeah, okay. good podcasting. We were picking By the way, speaking of Harlequin, I think actually, I can't remember where I saw that comment. I think it was under one of the trailers or the post or something on Facebook. And it was like, so how does this Joker get a Harlequin? Like, no, what it, was that in, Harley it was in our post. Like? It was one of the reactions okay. we pulled from it. It's like, yeah. It's like, what does the Harley look because like? Because it had this it on the floor. Yeah, oh, it would be reaction. so cool if Harley was mangled too. No, I was like, I, I mean, so I unique. think I titled the slide, like, is there a Harley for this? Because it was like somebody's tweet that just went viral that was just like yeah uh like i would be terrified to see like what harley quinn goes with this joker yeah i like the design i actually think uh like it was like janelle said it was off-putting it was creepy it kind of got under your skin Ooh, you could bring make her do like a batman 89 thing with joker's girls remember that how creepy that was oh man oh god wait oh bring that one back (laughs) (laughs) but yeah The voice threw me off a little. I don't know what it was, but by the end of the clip, though, I will say this. By the end of the clip, I was like, I didn't mind it because I just was like, okay, this is, I understand this version that you're going for and it fits this world and it fits, it fit the surroundings. So I kind of just accepted it and was like, okay, cool. That, that voice isn't exactly what I think. I mean, granted, when I, when someone says Joker, I hear a Mark Hamill. I will always hear it. Mm. That's just how it happens. <laughs> so I, you know, it's not the voice I necessarily associate with the character, but I still really liked it. And I would be okay with seeing this Joker be the one for, again, the Batman is kind of its own thing. So yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with them doing something different than just the mainline Joker, DCU, whatever ends up being. I'm not the the first. Uh, I've, I've seen this online a bit too, but uh, and, and I agree with it. This Joker feels like it, it pulls way more from uh, some Scott Snyder influence and probably oh yeah that is why Scott would I think what like Scott and Greg truly got the mention in the special thanks because of mm-hmm. this knowing that this scene is filmed because this Joker feels way more like Scott Snyder's Joker than yeah. uh, than any than anything else before because I try and think right to some of the other stuff that's but that was going on in the movie that you know I mean obviously there's the the year two stuff that you know everyone's like oh that's Scott Snyder but to me this feels where where that Snyder yeah is it felt like a lot of the 2010s Joker Snyder Brian as a yeah, like he didn't even have to lift his face off no didn't even have to lift his face off didn't have to, he's already got it didn't even need to take the face off he's I mean that all said I wouldn't mind seeing this Joker get to play in his own corner of the universe in that like Arkham Asylum series that's just like the that's, boogeyman like that's why that. he's there right like I, I, yeah i was gonna say you know me i'm cynical so i and i've been working with hollywood for too long so i just think this is warner brothers testing the waters just yeah because mm-hmm. you never see them put out scenes like this like it's no. it's crazy like never especially happens. like a dvd release or something yeah like they could have like if you if they told if warner brothers told people that the, this scene was on the the digital like special uh you know special stuff or on the blu-ray or whatever like 
there go the, like sales going sky high. So or if they, they just it. put it for as a post credit scene on the streaming release of the, on the HBO Max streaming release, and they say, "Hey, Batman's now streaming on HBO Max." When is plus, that hitting again? Special, April twenty fifth. They Love didn't pay it. me yeah. for that, but um, there you go, one mentioned, but uh, yeah. And then they just said, hey, and we added a special scene at the end for you Joker fans. And everybody would have right. been like, ah, subscribe! Like, you know, like, they could have done a lot of things. So it's curious that they did this. But, uh, I mean, they are really pushing into this universe. I mean, Paul Dano's getting a comic for Riddler. Yep. You know, Penguin's getting his own thing. We got a joke reveal so we could all debate it about like we're doing right now. So good on the Batman. Um, yeah. Let's talk about uh, a bad side of DC things. That's oh, no. Suicide Squad game, Matt. That sucks. Yeah, Matt, like what? We all have watched too many old I, told, um, I, I did not think this was hitting 2022. <laughs> <laughs> you, I, did you say that before? Yep, when we did the, like, oh, yeah, when we did the which, which yep, uh, yep. will Marvel or DC have a better year in 2022? That one did like, not age well. I was like, it's not, not a... I stick by a lot of the things I said in there. But no, I mean, one, yeah, you did um, good. You did not believe this was coming. You refused no. to believe it if because if Gotham Knights was all had already been pushed into 2022 and I'm yes. like this one has already been pushed once there's no way like, it was already had a late window so uh it's gotten pushed to spring of 2023 um I man I look here's I, the thing. I know it is a rock steady game I feel like it looks good it's a rock steady game people are going to be excited um but I don't know what is going on <laughs> I don't know what is going on with this thing. I, uh, especially I, since it feels like they have been working on this game for a really long ever. time. Like this has been rumored forever. And so the mm-hmm. fact like this has uh the, the it's it's just one of those things where I'm like, the more I hear about this game, the less I get excited for it. And okay. and to me that like well, that's a that's a problem. Especially when like a bunch of great games are coming out and I'm like, look, I don't do I want to play a game that has seemingly been, tr- you know, plagued with issues and delays? Um, yeah, I, mean, it's just I, so I, weird I hope they pull it through because it's not like like you understand it in some cases with things, whether it's like a you know if it's like an always online thing or if it's right. a service thing or if it's what like you understand why like hey it goes through development things or they figure out they have to pivot or whatever. This is a cooperative single. Like it's cooperative player, but it's still a campaign story driven thing. It's not like this massively multiplayer deal. So gotcha. I don't I mean it's so weird. I don't know why it's getting delayed so much. But look, I haven't been real high on this for some reason. I just it's just not clicking with me. The gameplay looks fun, but uh, you know, the the, I will the say character designs are also you know more. yeah. Who I love the hell look? wants to play as Captain Boomerang is my question. <laughs> I do it. I would over do it. Harley Quinn, Janelle. I mean, yes, because Harley's played over out. King Shark Too much over Harley. Deadshot. I, I know you're right. No, like, King I Shark agree with Janelle. King Shark's a perfect example, though, right? Like we've seen two very different, but also very great designs of King Shark recently. One in the Harley Quinn cartoon, and then in James Gunn's movie, and then like we get this one, which looks more like a street shark. His than King face shark. is like smushed in. The shark. He does have Look, a man, voice. At this point, I just cool. feel like oh. the entire Suicide Squad fan franchise has some like weird curse over it because this felt like <laughs> early 2010s. This felt like the easiest thing to make money on. Yeah, a, a franchise movie. where you could just do straight up action movie where a bunch, I mean, an adult action movie, really, if a bunch of people just got killed off on the cheap, you could have done it for like 60 million a pop and just eliminated a whole list of crazy DC characters. 
Uh, and it would have been easy, but here we are. Yeah. All yeah. right. I so that say, I agree with Janelle, though. I agree with Janelle. I'm more excited to play as Boomerang than Harley. Yeah. Well, no, that's a it, good weapon. But you sometimes. haven't had a chance. Have to you do not it. played Mario Kart? The the yeah. boomerang yes. is no. Savage. It is the crappiest weapon in Mario Kart. That's my whole point. <laughs> you, you are not. Aim, you are man. You gotta line that up. My argument. Nobody <laughs> I hit like three people in a row. No, my God. nobody wants. If if you if awesome. I were to put in front of like a it's like a kung fu test. Tag red shell or boomerang. If you choose boomerang, like you're out of the ninja club. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Moving Oof. right along for more disappointment. Let's talk about Oof. Morbius. Oof. So Yikes. Janelle, I know you love Jared Leto, but I, I don't I know him. for sure if you'll love this movie, although you did really come out of Venom. I was, I saw Venom let there be carnage with you and you came out of that. Like, Really peppy. I believe you jumped and kicked your heels or something like that. I was right? um, drinking and I a very high ABV <laughs> IPA. <laughs> so I had a blast. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think this looks spectacular. It has one of my favorite actors, um, Matt Smith from Doctor Who. So I'm obviously very excited to see him. Um, the story is really juicy i don't obviously have not read morbius comics so for me to understand what's going on and i know where the story is going and how it makes sense just from these trailers it, i'm very excited about that like i'm glad that i'm not confused i feel like that's like the first step for any casual viewer of anything um he's brilliant like i don't see how jared could mess anything up he's just a great actor and uh, yeah i'm really pumped i'm just I'm already worried that it's not going to do great in the box office. And then people are going to like go after Jared Leto again. And like, he needs some praise within the comic book, like arena. <laughs> like I, I don't want him to like not have his moment because he's a great actor. So I really hope people go to the theater and check this out. I hope it's spectacular. I think it looks really neat. And there's a ton of actors that I really like in there. So I was going to say, Matt Smith is getting rave reviews for his over the top, like his villain, his villain He's role. Such a good actor. He's, so, you know, there's the, there's that the crown. Matt Smith, finally. Who, yeah, I was about to say, I'm just happy he gets to be a villain. Finally, he's been <laughs> yeah. like several major. I mean, that guy talk about luck. He's picked like every major villain. He's like, oh, I get to play Skynet. OK, like, yeah, <laughs> this is a sure thing. I got a whole franchise ahead of me. No. <laughs> No, but okay. So they were saying, okay, I don't know. I would have to go back and look because I, but I know, I remember when Venom first reactions came out to the first Venom and they were great. Correct. Am I remembering no, that wrong? But, but this, I mean, one, here's one that I'll single out that basically just says like, it, it's, it's basically like the same problems of Venom in terms of Sony kind of, not really having clear storytelling and, you know, editing down. It's sloppy, but without the fun of Tom Hardy at the center of it, talking to himself. Right. Uh, yeah. So like it, it, it's and Venom, Venom without that fun part. Venom as a character has a much bigger built in base oh, for than, sure. yeah, than yeah, Morbius absolutely. does. And so, but like, it, like for these Sony movies have all felt like, early 2000s yeah. kind of movies like i don't know why they can't kind of just like shape but they do well right or, I, venom does well because i think venom does more well more because of venom and less because it's a you know a good movie or whatever like 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 said, yeah. venom like batman like you know i mean in the same sense that like look there are characters that just have built-in audiences yeah, that are that. like are going to show up for that 
regardless of quality, right? And so the poll, the um, comic poll shows that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, that's what I, that's what I mean. And so like like I like Morbius is like I think the animated series did Morbius so well that I love to yeah, see you know good. that kind of tortured soul kind of character you know done well. Like I'm doing, I'm actually I'm I'm still going to see Morbius. I don't have high hopes for it. I still want to see it because I I, I like the character of Michael Morbius, and so I I want to hope that it is not uh, not a Brandon saw it. He said he liked it better than Venom Two, and so uh, wow. wow, you know, and so interesting. I really you know. want to know what these end credit scenes are, though. No, they're getting oh, ragged on, and no, I, I want to know what they are. So, man, I don't think you do. I'll I can, I'll tell you on the side if you. <laughs> All right, but uh, wait, you already know. Yeah, we know that's things. It's comicbook.com, dog. We know things. Right. We just we <laughs> pretend not to know things a lot. That's, that's <laughs> it's all mess. right. So Morbius, but um, yeah, I'm just gonna say like I agree with Jim. Like it, it, Sony just seems to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory, like because they can't commit and they keep trying to do too many things at once. Build a universe, make a superhero film, and right. do these kind of genre influences, and it's like you, and they won't commit to directorial vision, permit like. For, they'll just keep trying to do studio notes and you get these kind of hodgepodge films and it's like this feels like it like it's not going to be about a tortured guy trying to resist bloodlust it's not going to be about a heroic vampire it's going to be like somewhere in the middle with like half a story of each and I feel like that's what we're getting but uh, yeah. Matt we, before we go to break Matt I told you you get a victory lap Matt's agenda time you get 30 seconds before we go to break take your victory lap evidently Sonic 2 rules which is awesome <laughs> <laughs> Yay! And, uh, everyone's liking Idris Elba Knuckles, which how the hell could you not? Uh, I can't, I can't it, wait. I, honestly, I can't wait to see this movie. I mean, I can't I, wait I'm either. so pumped. Uh, you know, I was like, the fact that they're saying one, uh, Jim Carrey is just going even more above and beyond is is great. Uh, he was one of the best parts of the first one. Uh, it's a perfect family movie. Like, people are coming out and saying all the right things. Also, one of the ones I saw was uh, that it's just so full of fun gaming easter eggs um for sonic fans and that franchise is, is right for it and Love so i mean that. i'm just i'm just happy i'm just happy people like this it's a feel-good thing i'm stoked man yeah. i'm happy too sonic is good and my kids are starting to like, like it and uh yeah idris elba knuckles it's gonna confuse yeah. a lot of people in the same way that like Lola Bunny or just brilliant. Like, confused a lot of most <laughs> it's good. knuckles, man. People love, knuckles. love the knuckles. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Good job. Uh, Furby community is very happy. Now, <laughs> let's go to break. And when we come back, we are going to talk about the new Halo TV series. Break it down. Matt gets to do another victory lap for his agenda, and we're going to talk comics. So stay tuned. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Book Nation, we are back. We have talked about some insider reactions to Moon Knight, Morbius. Matt got to do Sonic 2. <laughs> and now we are going to give a full-fledged review of the new Halo TV series. Oh, 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 oh. 
um, <laughs> which is now streaming on Paramount Plus, as are we, by the way. Comic Book Nation. Hey, Check us out. Sunday mornings, if you get up drinking your coffee, turn us on. Anyway, some cereal. So, what? Yep. Get some cereal. Turn us on. Sunday mornings, <laughs> Paramount Plus on the ET Live channel. But uh, also, if you're not watching us, you could watch the new Halo TV series. So this is the long-awaited adaptation of the, you know, mega successful game series, which is the only reason anybody even knows Xbox now. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was for you, Jim. And it brings us a vision of the Halo universe and its iconic hero, the Master Chief. And, uh, yeah, so my review of this uh I've seen two episodes. I'm only allowed to review the first. So that's all I'm going to talk about. And I got to say, as someone who played the games like insane, I mean, these games came out when I was in college and especially like right after some years of college and summers, like Halo was went mega successful for me. I was there midnight lined up with everybody for Halo 2. Like, you know, I was mildly impressed when Halo 3 came out Um, and I got lost thereafter. But like. I played the games a lot, but I wasn't always big into the lore. I wasn't buying Halo books. I wasn't buying like all that other additional stuff. Like, so me coming to this is grunts in the face. Yeah, like so me coming to this, I kind of just had a basic knowledge of the game and just wanted to kind of get into the series. And I found that the approach the series takes, and this is what I said about Moon Knight and Halo. Uh, it's not for Halo is not the most original story. I mean, we've already gotten the kind of the Mandalorian comparisons and all that, but I liked this approach to this universe and how it sets Mm -hmm. up this story. I like how in ways that I never really considered or thought about when I played the games, I like that the Spartans are not automatically like these heroes and traditional things. You see this very complicated universe of people um, who with the Spartans kind of thrown in the middle as these weapons and, this growing threat of the covenant still out there and kind of emerging. Uh, And it's all very interesting. And by the end of the first episode, I thought this was a great pilot episode. Uh, Very cinematic, very kind of good on developing characters, moving things around and creating a situation that feels like it will galvanize a larger series. Right. And so I liked it. And I've been a big fan of Pablo Schreiber since The Wire, uh, you know, all the way back in like 2002. I've loved this man's career and hoped he was going to do great things. And he does the near impossible job of really making Master Chief feel like Master Chief when he's in the helmet. But mm-hmm. also, and I can say this, and this is the only thing I'll say about two episodes of knowledge, is also really grounds it when he's outside of the armor. Mm-hmm. And still feels like Master Chief, but still feels like a character you can connect to and has a past and the larger idea of who Master Chief is. And, you know, from John, his background and how he got here is very much intriguing in a way that never was in the games when really when he was just kind of your avatar for blowing things away. You know, so I'm liking Halo is all to say. And, you know, we are on the same network, but we're not paying me to say that. I just like Halo. Are we are we talking spoilers a bit? In yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is a review. Did, it's out there. Did both and episodes come out, or did they no, just, just one? Just, just, okay, good just to know. The first one. Thank you. <laughs> the opening gunfight that happens in like the first like ten to fifteen minutes of, of this first episode is some of the best like gunfight action stuff I think I've seen like yeah. on TV. It is so smooth. It is 
it is it is engaging. It's, you know, this show is way more violent than uh, I anticipated. Yeah, uh, like it's way more violent. Oh than my the gosh, the legs getting yeah. blown yeah. off. Yeah, like the game yeah. actually <laughs> that super violent. I mean, if you look at like yeah. the, the, the covenant is the terrifying. Covenant are, they're yeah. menacing. They're truly menacing in a way that um, that I think just just works. The I mean, look, obviously, you know, people are going to talk about some of the, uh, the the very clear nods that are like Easter eggs, but are but like they're not Easter eggs in like a wink wink nod judge right. Like they're integral part of the series, but like. Hearing the sound of the shield recharge, yeah, or like when it when they flip to yes. first person mode, yeah. and like you see how many grenades Yo. Master Chief has left and how much ammo he has in his visor. So hood. As a as a player of the games who wasn't who you know who was invested in the lore for maybe the, just like the first three games, I kind of fell off on the lore on the the latter half. Like the, those elements for me as the gamer, I loved. But like as but like even as someone coming in as a as an outsider, I've had a bunch of friends. Who, who watched it last night, who have not played a single Halo game in their life and, and enjoyed it in that way. Man, there is, Master Chief has to be one of the coolest designed heroes, uh, you know, that's in like a suit of armor with, with a helmet, right? He did such so, a like, good job. The thing, that Halo, the thing that Halo, I think, you know, does really well or, or gets right uh, that, you know, works for a lot of things is just like helmeted slash masked, you know, badass hero, like, sells and and i love it and the, the only thing uh uh i hated about it premiering yesterday was uh i could not go buy master chief in Fortnite because i re that's what it wanted me to do i watched it but i wanted to go in Fortnite. i mean yeah that too but like i said there is yeah, there's there's a, yeah there might be a game or two you could play with this character <laughs> things exist outside of Fortnite. right no i understand but, but like I said, I think this, um, like, what, how, just even like just the world building that it kind of sets up, I think is is um, is all there in that first episode, which I think is uh, you know just done really well. I was I was excited for this show. I am very close to being obsessed with this show. I I really really enjoyed it. Jim, you know? Jim, just for the record and based on some comments, are you saying that you supported? That helmet off finale. Yeah. Okay. Who cares? Because we don't. We. It's not like. It's not like we like. Uh, hey, 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 hey! Is helmets Chief some like disfigured robot? Like, well, no. Helmets are a big deal around here, Jim. We just are getting everything on <laughs> record. All right, Janelle. Everything what did you on record. Think? I mean, I didn't recognize the actor when the helmet came off, and I was kind of like. I don't know, like, but luckily we got to slide into episode two, so it was great. It, it, I'm totally down with helmet being off. Otherwise, like, I just feel like it would be very, very cold and emotionless and kind of boring. So I think that's like a must in this one. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like, there's no. What's really important to me is that there's no like bad actor or like awkward thing that's going on that kind of ruins <laughs> the vibe. Like I sometimes feel like they'll get a lot of things right. And then something bad, something really sketchy or cornball will go on and you're kind of like, Oh darn it. Like the, they dropped the ball. I didn't get any of that. Like I was just really intrigued the entire time. Um, I, again, a casual Halo player from back in the day. Like I just lived with the sword and the shotgun. Um, but I know like the epicness of the sniping in the game. So seeing like a, a dedicated like sniper get up there and be able to just like 
take out some of these covenant, 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 covenant. covenant. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, was really cool. And yes, I think it definitely, uh, will satisfy a lot of the people that have, you know, grown up gaming with this game. I am totally pumped about this and I am really, really eager to see the next episode. And that's always really good. Yeah. That's always a good indicator. Yes. Comic book. I do love, <laughs> I do like this. <laughs> I am very excited. Not because it has to do with the helmet. Thank you very much. Though, here's the thing I will say, because I, I agree with Janelle. When Janelle was like, I don't like know this actor. Like, I, like I've seen him in other stuff, but like you go from, he has Bro, an amazing. Wait no, a minute, wait a minute. You no, are the I'm SVU like expert, yes, expert on here. Well, okay. When I talk about law and order on this show, no one ever acknowledges it. So how the hell am I She's to assume Mar to talk about nemesis. SVU? I'm saying my He's porn stash from Orange is the oh New Black. I'm Where saying, are you guys? Oh my God, bless. Not the point, Kofi. <laughs> you can defend his resume later. What I'm saying is what I'm saying is not that we don't know him from other stuff. What I'm saying is it's not like Brad Pitt is Master Chief. Okay, that's what I'm saying here. Okay, it is not like immediate like person that you associate with someone. So he takes off the helmet and I go, he has an amazing Master Chief voice. Like mm -hmm. the, the voice yeah. coming out of the helmet yep. that you hear primarily through is perfect. I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. it, it's like this level of, you just buy in. Yep. And then when he takes the helmet off, I had the moment of like, I don't know how I feel. Like I, I had that moment. I'm not going to lie and say like, I didn't have the moment of like, I don't, yep, I don't know. Too. And then because what Janelle mentions, when you get to then see the next step, which we'll talk about more, of course, next week, I, I was sold. It, mm -hmm. I was sold on the next that the next episode sold me, but okay. I did have that moment of, I don't know. Cause it was going so well. It wasn't even a bad day. It was just because it had been working so well for the other 40 minutes. <laughs> I was kind of like, okay, I don't know. But to Jim's point, the act, this is a, and to Kofi's point, um, this is a wonderful pilot. I think this yeah. is a, a, a pilot that gets you hooked, whether you're a halo fan or not. I, I think the Spartan armor was, done fantastically i mean i think mm -hmm. it's, it's stellar it looks when they talk when even when they're talking amongst themselves there's this weight and presence to them you know they're special even though it's not just like oh i just have an, i'm an upgraded soldier they they feel important because the world treats them that way also i will say kwan i i love she's great i yeah, love that, that character by that episodes in held it down oh, yeah so that character can easily go awry it can easily yep. become a bunch of tropes and a bunch yep. of stuff. And there's one conversation she has, she's having with them, um, oh, I'm blanking on her name, but the the daughter, the one who's um, trying to get her to like, hey, if you'll talk to people on camera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great and, scene. And there's that conversation and she's like, why would like the her rationale for not doing it? It's just like pitch perfect. And you're like, of course, because you see that not everything is great between all these people living on this world. And that's something, I don't know, from the first couple of Halo games that I really played the story through. Mm -hmm. I never got that sense as much. I think the show does yeah. a really good job of pushing that forward a bit more. Yeah, than it, and than I it think the, games. the word is complexity. This show does a good job of making every character feel both heroic, possibly heroic, but also possibly very threatening. Yeah. And it goes across the board. It goes from you know, everybody from the Master Chief and the Spartans to the Covenant who even get their own complex kind of, you know, story sides yep. to the people in the U and the USMC. Uh, I, I'm going to 
butcher that. I think I'm mispronouncing, but in the military core and the things they're willing to do, even in the first episode and how far they're going to go and, and all of that. And so nobody's like just a good guy or a bad guy. It's like Mm -hmm. everybody has sides to them and and it's done very well. And to make this a very complex situation and therefore the choices are weightier and you know, all that. So yeah, yeah, love and Halo. I feel like okay, episode two, two. Go ahead, Jim. No, no, you go, Janelle. Then I, go I feel like episode two definitely drops any kind of Mandalorian vibes. Oh, yeah. And that yeah, like is so important because yeah. I did feel a little bit like, oh, there's a companion and there's a dude right. in the helmet. And so <laughs> episode two, just for anyone who is excited about it, 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 it goes yeah. its own way. You can go your own way. It's <laughs> there's uh, there's there's uh, two things really quick I wanted to, to mention is um, the uh, the Easter egg e kind of things here, right? Like everything from like the guns, both uh, UN uh, MC and um, the Covenant stuff, like seeing the Phantom, seeing the Energy Sword, seeing the the, the Warthog, all of that stuff is just like it's just is so so great. But I'm also, um, uh, J- JK at the site got a chance to talk to Kiki Wolfhill just yesterday. And those are going to start running on the site uh, today. Um, the That Covenant elite that survives and makes its way back strongly hinted that that, that one may become the Arbiter. Oh. And if that's the case. Oh, I thought that immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, like I, like that. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. Gimme, 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 gimme. Yeah. Gimme. You don't do that screen time for nothing. That but, they have to really, start distinguishing him from the rest now, like right now. But I, but I do have a question. I do have a question for for the group since uh, since Matt, Matt Matt mentioned it, um, and it's, it's a topic conversation in the chat. Would you rather have Spartan armor or like stormtrooper armor? Oh, Spartan by far. Spartan. I'm with Kofi Spartan. Yeah, I don't think who's going for stormtrooper. Oh, like that's somebody who wants to die. I mean, I like the sleek. <laughs> somebody who wants to look, die. But <laughs> shields. <laughs> you want armor with shields? You want armor with no shields? <laughs> well, I just I like the sound effects. Oh, okay, so oh yeah, yeah. Some sound effects like rule. Other, yeah. uh, some of the others say, you know, it's like some of the other stormtroopers, right? Like not necessarily the g- generic one, but like the Spartan armor to me, man. But like between the visors and like kind of like I like the blockiness of the Spartan armor. Spartan armor. You were going way down a tube. <laughs> I, mean, I will say one thing about this that I noticed, and I think Jim said it in the beginning. Um, this is the first time I feel like this series has more so than anything, like for just certain moments, it it hits this weird, like perfect tune synergy between reality and video games where you mm-hmm. just lose the sense to tell the difference anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's all that. And all the time we talk about the uncanny Valley, both in gaming and movies, trying to use like CGI and create those fantastical things. And there are moments like Jim said in the battles where you just seriously, your brain, like, and I could feel it happening in my head. It was so strange. We're just like, I don't know what this is in this reality anymore. Is this like a game? (laughs) Is it a show? Like, and they nail it so perfectly that like, it really does do that. And I think that's going to be a kind of standards milestone going forward because like, yeah. I um, could watch like Master Chief against those two Covenant Elite all day. Like, oh, yeah. Just like the him Dude, when he leapt over and did the leaping blast yeah. over the head. I was just like, but, but I, I was, was over in my seat. I was that Vince McMahon meme, you know. One of the best I'm things like, about that that gunfight though is that like the fact that like it it it, it plays like you would you, like you would play the game, right? You spam yeah. with grenades. So like he's throw, he's chucking two grenades before he is like sliding in with the with his battle rifle going boom 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 and then finishing him off with the pistol. That is like that is gameplay. 
Like yeah. that is the way. It was really. You would all right, we got to yeah. move. It was crazy. Well done. I mean, I mean, yeah. After a while, it just sounds like we are stumping for the company. But, right. Uh, yeah, we got to recommend. Go get Paramount Plus and watch some Halo and watch us. You know, it's really good. So there you go. And uh, some Picard. Yeah, Picard's been pretty good too. So watch Picard as well. And also some people have said the offer. Yeah, the trailer for the offer also came out. It's coming to Paramount Plus, the making of the Godfather, which is, if you've never experienced it, crazy story. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's going to be good. Uh, To close this out, I feel like, because Jim brought this up, because he wants to go play Fortnite with Master Chief in it. Uh, (laughs) Janelle, does this make you want to jump back into Halo? Like, would you like, does this make you want to go? It makes me want to play the OG Halo. Yeah. Like to just to get back on there. And like, you know, I never played the actual story. I only just like jumped in and played online with the boyfriend at the time. And so now I'm kind of like, maybe I should play these stories. Like, yeah, and got that master collection, man. Go get yeah, Halo 2. Like I, really I, I just need, I need Halo Infinite to roll out the, the, Co-op, yeah, co-op. Multiplayer co-op. campaign. That's really yeah. what I want. Yeah, I just want to do like a free, massive online multiplayer Halo. Get the Warthogs out again, like we used to. Give me the Warthogs out and get at it. All right, yeah, yeah we got to move on. Yeah, Matt, Jim. Matt, take another victory lap for your agenda. The Witcher, uh, take like yeah. a minute. So I'm going to make this quick. Um, essentially, uh, CD Projekt Red announced a new Witcher saga uh, is being is in development. One, it's in development for they're going to be using Unreal Engine 5, uh, which is awesome because the, the newest Unreal Engine looks looks dope. Uh, and they're moving from uh, their custom red engine, um, which they've been doing for a couple of years now, starting with Witcher 2. Um it is going to be in development for a long time. Like this is the announcement that a new saga is being created, but it's also important to note that it is a new saga. So, you know, don't, you probably should not expect Geralt uh, series been thrown around, but again, they very well might be going a very different way because the logo that they teased uh, was actually a Lynx logo. Um, so it is not the school of the wolf uh, that Geralt is from. Uh, and in fact, the Lynx doesn't, actually exist in the canon it is a the only thing that exists for the school of the links is a fan fiction (laughs) like a whole fan made thing that was made um they did confirm that it is indeed a links um that they've made in that medallion so are they creating did they decide hey that's a great great idea (laughs) did they already have some ideas for that and are kind of filling that out are they bringing that into Geralt's world who knows but uh it's gonna it's gonna be a minute but the fact that they're moving I don't know I think the fact that they're moving to a new school is really interesting because obviously there's other schools the school of the cat is probably the most well-known outside of the wolf um but I'm excited to see that because you get uh, pieces of them throughout the other games but you don't really get to like be in the world and see how they've been making it over the years so if we're gonna take on a new school I'm cool for that they are not calling it Witcher 4 um they are partnering with Epic but it is not going to be an Epic store exclusive. So they've come out and addressed all those. <laughs> it doesn't have a title yet uh, either. So it's going to be a minute. We're probably looking at a couple of years if, if they're just starting on it now. Brian uh, Wood in the comics says we'll get to play in about 10. Is it, I mean, you, you ain't far off. I mean, I would say five six. or six. Yeah. I'd say five or six probably in that in that wheelhouse. Um, Cyberpunk took a long time. Yeah, I'm excited, man. It, it, look, oh, it guys, remember Cyberpunk? Remember how excited we were? Man, we did like entire episodes about that. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and it's finally the game that they promised probably now. <laughs> so oh, after, a bunch, of, after a bunch of patches, you know, so yeah, but that's Witcher. 
All right, take us into comics, Matt. What are we doing this week? All right, so we have the conclusion, uh, the spicy conclusion of the Lives and Deaths Wolverine saga with uh, 10 Deaths of Wolverine number five. Uh, This brings everything together, picks up right where the last one left off. Uh, Phalanx Wolverine is is on the move. Um, We are going full spoilers here. So FYI, spoiler warning. Uh, because this, there's there's a big one in here uh, t- towards the end. Um, so I mean, I look this saga has over time. I I, I kind of went into this, you know, I've I've said it before, like not really expecting a lot, and kind of like why are we focusing so much on Wolverine? And I could not have been more wrong. Like this has been fantastic. Richard, we, we, time note. Huh? I'll just make it a time note of right now, so we can clip this. So we can oh, okay. play it for the future. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I was wrong. Because I said I was wrong. I, I could not have been more wrong on this. Um, it's it's been uh I feel like the payoff at the end uh was extremely satisfying, both from how Wolverine is perceived within the X-Men, how this particular story of this phalanx Wolverine ends the battle, and then also the end and how Moira moves on from here and planting that seed and uh, her forethought. I, I, man, I just love this issue. I thought, I thought it wrapped everything up beautifully. Um, and then also planted a great seed moving forward. Uh, what did you guys think? I think, yeah, I mean, they, you know, I tweeted at some of the creators of this series, I think Percy this week. And yeah, I mean, they did a good job in, it's there's so much going on here. It can be hard to kind of pull back and see the forest for the trees. But one thing I think they did with Wolverine, and I said this at the end of X lives in the kind of beautiful little kind of soliloquy they went on out on in that comic is they've kind of repositioned Wolverine as this kind of like guardian of mutant hood across time and mm. how they can play with that in different ways you've seen it in these two series, just how many different ways they can play with that whether it's him living into these futures and coming back to affect time or him sending his consciousness in the back, like uh, days of future past style and, and being able to do that or just wherever he is in history in different positions, being this pivotal character to help guide things. And I think that's an interesting new kind of reframing of Wolverine that helps in a lot of ways to clean up all the mess that has been created from like different versions of him, you know, being all over. And like, now there's a reason why there's like 50 million versions of Wolverine and, you know, different futures, different things that he's lived out and you could play with that going forward. Um, and now what they've done with Moira as this new kind of big bad and made this point uh, from house of X about her 11th life and this, you know, bonus life she could have and what that's all about. And, you know, spoilers, you know, her being able to, in this, and I love these X-Men series because they give you answers and they deliver on things, but then they also kind of kick the can down the road of setting up even bigger things like you're going to have to explain that. And like, it's just like, <laughs> now we got to explain, like, what does Moira's power mean within the same like lifetime? Like, what does that mean? You're just going full multiverse of madness and stuff is just going to start, you know, back to futuring on us, like in the Marvel universe. Like, so I'm interested to see what they're going to do with that. But, uh, I like how this actually finds a place for Wolverine in this kind of larger House of X structure, right? Because he was just grumpy guy on Krakoa yeah. with the whole where do I be a killer in peacetime thing. And that, and that's fun, but like this is a lot more fun. Yeah, Janelle? Yeah, I, I mean, this this whole thing was great. Um, 
I was reading in the comments, you guys pretty much just talked about the whole thing. So Meteor in the comments says, I love the saga, but why can't we give love to other mutants besides Wolverine? And I will say... I knew it was going on because it is a familiar character for me who like doesn't have a lot of background with the mutants and everything like that. But I get that point. Also, I thought that Moira was, I, I keep having this problem with mutants. I don't understand who are the good guys and who are the bad guys and why and why not. Careful. We're starting to get some social activist groups contacting us. about yeah. X-Men. Yeah, well, I kind of felt for Moira in, sometimes. I think in, you should though. Okay. In this new Hick, like the this kind of post Hickman landscape, like I don't either. <laughs> like I don't like. There's a lot of gray. Of, outside yeah. of the Wolverine books, like I kind of fallen out of some of the uh, some of the X Men stuff. Like I love Wolverine and I love the X Men. It's basically like you know what Ben uh, Pierce is touching, but you don't love Marauders. It, oh my god, Marauders! I, I mean, I I read it every you know every once in a while. I I, I dip in and out, but like sure. to me, these Wolverine books have just been they've just been fun. Uh, like you know, like they they deal with some big heavy ideas from time to time, but like they're they've just been fun. I I'm not like the world's biggest Wolverine fan, and uh, Ben Percy has has slowly converted. Oof, he uh, is he has become one of my favorite Wolverine writers. He I think. You can tell it's one of his favorite characters. Oh yeah, no, he's good at this, and he really understands the character of Logan, and and he really does a good job of making him big, but also really kind of centered at the same time. Um, I think X Men needs to stick with these dual series formats. I mean, they've been the best things, right? Like House of X and Powers of X, X Lives and X Deaths of Wolverine. It's just fun to read them that way too. Yeah, and I agree with Janelle. By the way, I I feel for because because one of the things I actually liked that was highlighted in the series, and then we'll move on to the next book, is that that there is a this whole like quiet council having xavier and magneto and these people sometimes be the only voices to to lead presents problems like it there's flaws in this structure and like they actually did a really crappy thing to moira <laughs> like they really screwed yeah. her over like in a lot of ways so i their hands are bloody too and, and I and I do think they reflected some of that in the series. But yes, like I agree with Janelle. Like, I feel bad for her at times because I'm like, OK, she didn't make this bed herself, but she's mm. being put as the sole person responsible. And that's not fair either. Um, Xavier is, you know, a complete tool sometimes. <laughs> Same <laughs> with Magneto. I also kind of hurt. I feel bad for humans because I am one. <laughs> like. Never feel bad for humans. Um, I think that uh, Moira is being positioned to be this godlike figure who is going to be the one who's tired of all of this, right? Tired mm -hmm. of mankind, tired of mutants, tired of machines, and just tired of the whole thing. And that allows her to be the figure who makes some significant change down the line. So I'm excited yeah. to see what that is. Although I feel like also, guys, I think we just are all kind of maybe things have just gotten so crazy in the world, but we're all skipping over skinning somebody for their face is the new fridging to me. Oh, my God. You got to. Yeah. Oh, come my on. God, let yeah. the banshee. Wore banshee's face. Let yeah, let's go. talk about fridging. I but, forgot. you know, wearing somebody's face to sneak into places when fine. you're like supposed to be a hero. He's coming fine. back. Relax. Oh just put him. Just moving you know, on. Moving put the on. timer. He's out of the eggs. Fine. Whatever. Moving All right, on. so to a group of people uh, who don't skin wear faces. the rogues number one. Uh, look, uh, Black Label has been absolutely killing. Best thing DC's <laughs> done in years. Uh, and this book, for me anyway, no different. Takes the takes the rogues, and uh, you know everyone knows a lot of them. 
uh, a lot of times, uh, Captain Cold, Heat Wave, Trickster, uh, Mirror Master, all these people. And what it does is then it like it jets to like 10 years in the future um, after like, you know, so many years of crime and stuff. And they're all in different places now. But it really follows Snart, it follows Captain Cold. And it's like he's trying to just live his normal life. He's trying to stay on the straight and narrow. He's got a job and he gets promoted. And then the conversation between like the two managers that promote him is what literally like it's the it's the thing that breaks the camel's back. But like he had been already feeling stress and, and been frustrated but, like this conversation, which is just like, oh, you know, he's he's got to accept this. We're, we're doing this for this checks this box. And it just upsets him to a point where he's like, I got to get the gang back together again. He's already heard of a, it, it, it's actually cool that the heist itself is one that he wanted that he had heard about years ago. And now he like wants to do it. And it brings in like gorilla city and all that. But I, man, I just, I loved this. I loved seeing him uh, go and get the team together, have all these conversations after so much life has happened for all these people. They're on very different places. And it's kind of like going to be this just big heist thing. Uh, man, I was I was sold. I was like, I, I want to see what happens next. So I, yeah. I was digging this. What'd you guys think? This is such a sad, like it's a perfect kind of concept <laughs> execution of the rogues. Because what does set the rogues apart is they are this blue collar workman level of, of villains, right? Like in there, something that DC kind of seized on of taking all these like CD level villains and putting them together and making that like Keystone city's like little union of villains is, is like kind of a weird metaphor for, you know, crime, but also, like I said, blue collar workmanship and all this stuff. And this is what this series is about is it's such a powerful jump is like the last scene of just seeing captain cold in this bar where they're all just going on and on about the same hero stories, never achieving any goals, always having to deal with like prison and failure and all this stuff. And then it just cuts to 10 years and you're just like seeing them trying to live in an economic system and obey the rules and getting nowhere, being punished for the criminal history and all the real world kind of, you know, working class struggles of today that are reflected in this book, but so also a comical level of seeing these DC villains we know deal with like old age, economic worries, mental health, and like all these everyday problems because they're just so old. And and with the whole Danny Glover lethal weapon attitude for all of them, right? Like (laughs) I'm too old for this. Like, and you know, from bronze tiger to just captain cold to just heat wave was still like a nut, which is like, heat wave is so that interaction is so good. I don't need it, but I had a speech, but I don't need the speech. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Like he's a, yeah. Yep. And so like you said, and like this kind of mix of like oceans 11 in those weird Morgan Freeman movies where he and all their old actors get together and do crazy stuff. Like, you know, it has that kind of vibe to it, but like you said, DC black label just has this edge to it that makes it all like work and feel like, all of these feel like worlds I would want to continue to play in. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just happy. Yeah. Williamson's killing it. So, and I'm just happy to see where this goes and then how this heist unfolds. And I feel like if anybody, if any one of these characters gets murked, I feel like I'm going to be like, ah, oh, like and really right. impacted yeah. by it already. I'm going so. to be bummed. Yeah. Janelle, what'd you think? Uh, um, well, I <laughs> opened it up and I was like, oh God, there's a lot going on here between <laughs> like a lot of dialogue there and a lot of, there's just a lot. There's so a lot. Quietly and, closes. Um, but, but holy majolies, this was my favorite read. 
I just loved this. I started seeing all the like little Easter eggs and all the artwork, just seeing like references to characters. Um, And obviously like I I'm familiar with some of these characters because of the Arrowverse. And Mm -hmm. I was just (laughs) really, really jazzed about this. I'm very curious to see where it goes. It took, they didn't have to make it quite so long. Like it could have, gotten to the point a little faster but that ending was great i'm i'm jazzed i'm jazzed about the ending and um i love seeing a character go like full savage mode uh like yeah and it's it's time and i feel for the characters i feel for all of them because they were these you know super powerful like respected within the villain community and now they're all just kind of like washed up and i don't know i kind of relate to that with my american idol days what? Mm. Oh, they got I'm history kidding. drop. History <laughs> teams. Origin okay. story. Uh, I know we got to uh, run yeah. through some stuff. Uh, it was great. So, Surprisingly yeah. amazing. Loved it. Um, Jim, did you? I don't. Even I know did. I, I mean, I just. It's the, the this book from top to bottom. I think is is going to be a good one in the long haul. From the art, the writing, even down to the lettering, is just something. Could uh, be an is, epic graphic novel. Yeah, yeah I think so. Right, like it's. It's a ton of fun. The premise is perfect. I love, you know, that we're getting something kind of devoted to uh, something like this. And I, I, I'm in. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, moving on to the poll winner. Uh, speaking of Venom, Venom, Lethal Protector, number one, which takes us back in time. It is a it's kind of like what they've been doing with some of their other uh, characters where they jump back in uh, to a previous run or kind of a prequel. So this is like early Eddie Brock, early Venom. Um, but of course, new adventures that tie into the other stuff. Um, and it, and that description, I feel like is a pretty good description of also like what this issue is, because like as much as I love Humbug, uh, this was just very like, um, uh, what's the Old? like it, it was fine. It was fine. And I enjoyed <laughs> it for what it was. But like, you know, there's not I don't know. I just OK, I read this last. I shouldn't have done that. I read this last. So I read this after deaths. I read this after rogues. And then did I you went, did you read fine. patch or um, the, the maestro book? I did, have not read maestro yet, but I did okay. read patch. Marvel's doing this thing where like they're they're bringing back, you know, a bunch of classic, you know, guys who, who have made, you know, significant stamps on certain characters, David Michelini, uh, yeah. obviously for Venom uh, here. And it, it, it felt like a nineties book in, yeah. in, a, in a, in a fun, in a fun way. Right. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad, but I don't see it as a pejorative, right? Cause like, I, I have a deep affection for that, for those nineties books. I do too, but like, okay. I no, do too, but it, not yeah. in the way I, I like the concept of exploring an early again. run. No, right. So I like the concept of exploring a certain era of time or whatever, but I need it to be like to, to today's standards. Like I need you to kind of look at it like you would look at a book today, but set it in that time frame. And this doesn't do that. This is very much like, hey, if you liked this series in the 90s, this is straight out of there. And for me, that just doesn't have enough depth. That doesn't have enough of anything that I'm really looking for now. And it's not as unabashedly just like pure fun action, whatever that would get me distracted from that. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to go off and all I'm going to say about this is comics need to stop this in general. Like you can't, this to me 
does not entertain me like modern stories. And it also just makes me go back and look at me myself in the nineties and be like, wow, you like some dumb stuff in the nineties. Like <laughs> instead of just letting me have that nostalgia, right? Like our brains are not supposed to do this. Like we're supposed to have our nostalgia, our memories, you know, our golden shining things. And we're not supposed to go look at accurate, you know, things. I mean, you can read your old nineties comics and still be like, oof. Yeah. I still like, do. Yeah, and I have them. I have Lethal Protector right upstairs. Like, and some of them are oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and coming back to them, just like and trying to like do this as if it's a fun nostalgia trip. It doesn't work here. It doesn't work in the other Marvel series. I don't. I mean, it didn't work for me in the Batman '89 comic or the Superman '78 comic. Like, you can't just recreate these times. Like, yeah, like they're gone, and we're taking comic nostalgia to a place where I feel like it's going to end up being that snake eating itself. Like, we're just going to have comics making comics about comics that, you know, trying to get back nostalgia and then another attempt at getting back nostalgia of making nostalgia. Like, it's just nuts. Like, we need to stop. This didn't need to happen. And I'm like, it, it, this is just a great snapshot of bold new things that we're doing. We, we have a great snapshot this week of one comic that's doing bold, crazy new things with characters. That's, you know, Wolverine. One comic that's doing a new kind of story with very established and seemingly not that, you know, characters who wouldn't have that much more to explore, you know, rogues. And then we have this like kind of nostalgic action attempt. And I'm not saying the people who created it and these creators didn't come with genuine creative joy and love sure. like they did and came back, but it's just like, no, like, you know, one of these does not belong. And I'm just like, get this out of here. I'll take new and kind of insightful stories about established characters and I'll take crazy new concepts we can explore. That's comics to me. I don't need this. Janelle. I'll be so quick. Uh, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't spectacular. Yeah, I no. enjoyed the read. It was a casual kind of read through and I like Venom. So getting to know his character and seeing him do his little talk back and forth, Eddie Brock stuff just makes, it's just fun. Um, yeah. So in the end, I'm just like, I feel for him. Yeah. Well, and I, I just got, um, I don't, I don't agree that there's not a space for nostalgia. I just don't think this was a particularly done this didn't explore anything fun about it other than just like, Hey, we're back here. So I just don't think, but like Godzilla versus power Rangers is ridiculous. It is completely ridiculous mm -hmm. and over the top, but it lives in both of those ridiculous worlds and has fun with it. And I'm down for that. I liked Batman TMNT. I liked all those, like those fun crossovers live in nostalgia, but they do it in a way that it's just unabashedly fun and fan servicey and cool. You know exactly what you're getting there. Yep. Having yep. Venom Lethal Protector number one, I like the new Venom. I like what they've done with that world. And so I just really want to be there. And if you're going to go the other way with it, cool, but just go and just have fun and do something completely over the top and ridiculous to kind of justify it. So just, you know what I mean? So that's where I am. But by the way, go read Godzilla vs. Power Rangers. It's gorgeous and ridiculous and stupid and fun. So go do that. That's comics. Second move. All right, and I will end just by hyping this weekend is Anime Japan is happening, and we are expecting over on comicbook.com anime a lot of big things from, you know, what's going to happen with Dragon Ball to what's going to happen if there's going to be, you know, we're expecting, fingers crossed for this Attack on Titan movie. A lot of big things coming out. Anime Japan, so stay tuned to comicbook.com anime this weekend and uh, going forward because we're going to have a lot of new developments coming out of that direction as well. 
All right. I believe that'll do it for this week of Comic Book Nation. Uh, we are your one-stop shop for all things geek culture. And you can always find our work, our insights, and a whole bunch of other goodness from our larger staff over on comicbook.com. Be sure to check that out. If you want to check out Comic Book Nation podcasts, you can subscribe to watch us on Twitch, YouTube, or Facebook pages for Comic Book. We also are developing uh, – can we announce that, Jim? Can we say that or tease it? Yeah. Yes. We are developing our own YouTube station for the podcast – so that we can go and uh, start to com- build out and put up, you know, because we do a lot of writing, theories, interviews and stuff that we can start to uh, put in that channel and give you guys some more video content for and all kinds of fun stuff. So we're going to have a comic book nation YouTube channel. So uh, we're going to be try to flex that out as well. And you guys can help us do that. If you just want to listen to the podcast, we're on your favorite podcast platforms. If you want to follow us on the socials and keep up to date with, you know, breaking news articles, Everything that's happening with the podcast or just all of us, you can subscribe at Comic Book Nation. And you can follow us individually. If you're watching, you can see our names on the screen. If you're listening, I'm at Kofi Outlaw. I am at Matt Aguilar CB. I am at Janelle Wheeler. <laughs> I'm at Jim Biscardi. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. As always, we love you. We love all our fans, uh, all of our regular listeners. You guys are the best. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Peace. Bye, guys. See you. Deuces.